so much for tuning in and welcome everyone i hope you're well i'm your host ben lively and you're listening to shaken awake episode number 58 a quick and ultra important announcement please listen to the very end of today's episode and if you have to connect uh midway through for whatever reason please do come back and listen to the end i have some very uh exciting news and changes coming about to uh shaken awake and some other podcasts i'm starting uh but for now i just want to thank you all for tuning in with us today wherever you are whatever you're doing right this very moment it means everything to me uh, to be able to share the messages that God has laid on my heart uh, to share. And as always, I promise you another great show, but more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord, not just another podcast episode, okay? So a quick ask, if you found value in these episodes, would you take 30 seconds after the show just to go submit a quick review in the uh, the app or the uh, device you're using? And this is what uh, potential listeners look for, uh, your feedback when deciding whether to give a show a listen or not. It's just confirmation from other listeners uh, that it can bring value. Would you do that for me? Uh, if and only if you find value in any of these episodes. And I can't thank you enough for those that already have uh, done so. Uh, so without further delay, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your heart and uh, mind. And so today's topic is on how are we supposed to fully surrender to God? You know, I had a hard time with this one. I, you know, I understood the meaning and the definition of surrender and surrendering to God. And I thought I had after he called me to him on uh, April 7th of 2019. However, I didn't fully surrender until the Holy Spirit guided me deeper and further into what I truly meant to not just surrender to God, but to fully surrender to God. Guys, there is a huge difference there is a huge chasm between surrendering and fully surrendering. And that's where we're headed today on the show. So the word surrender is defined as to yield, give up or over, submit, abandon, relinquish, cede, wave or capitulate. So in some translations, the word surrender is not found, but the concepts of quote unquote yielding, that's Romans 6, 16 to 19, or submitting, as James 4, 7, are, are used instead. So in order to uh, surrender your heart, your body, and, and your soul to God, you must be willing to yield to the supreme claim of a righteous God. So what is that claim? You know, we need to understand that we we all, that, that it's all of man is separated from a holy God by sin. So there must be some uh, uh, re reconciliation. And the good news is that God has made a prearrangement for man to be reconciled to himself. And that prearrangement is found in the once for all sacrifice that was made by uh, Jesus on the cross. So the discipline of spiritual surrender is, is not only evident, but encouraged throughout scriptures. So spiritual surrender is an act of faith. It's keeping hope alive by choosing defeat over death. 
It's it, it is the first act for those coming to salvation and a continual habit of those walking with Christ. So to spiritually surrender means to let go of control and fully trust God. So to, to surrender to Christ is a basically a decisive blow to our flesh. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer that I live. Galatians 2.20, but that's not the end of the verse. When you surrender to Christ, you receive new hope and new life. And the rest of the verse goes, but Christ living in me, that life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, you must give up or surrender your old self, but when you do, sin's power over you is broken. Knowing this, Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. So when you surrender to Christ, you're not surrendering um, you know, your, your identity and your, your uniqueness that he's already given you. you. You aren't giving up like you're defeated. But as an, an expatriate from this world, you know, escaping a life of slavery, of starvation and, and, and abuse. So we don't surrender out of fear or threat but in hope that the one to whom we surrender has a better a better life for us and that hope doesn't and will never ever disappoint okay in in the bible the words uh, heart and soul are often used uh, interchangeably, right? So the heart is that area of the of the human conscience that's the seat of our emotions our thought processes, our, our, our values, and the place that we draw our method of operation. And it goes into detail on that in Matthew 12, 34 to 35. And the soul is that eternal entity of man, and it gives us the capacity to communicate with God. So for the natural man, that's the man who has not accepted Christ as Savior. The soul is present but the communication between the soul and God is kind of, it's turned off or it's separated. It's called being dead in trespasses and sin. Check out Ephesians 2.1 on that. It's like having a car, but it's not turned on. So from, from a natural man, the only communication that God recognizes is the prayer for redemption and, and, and reconciliation in Jesus. However, when we accept Christ as our Savior and we're born again, we're made alive unto God and we're able to then communicate with him because our soul is not, it's, it's no longer separated. So to surrender our, our heart, our body, our soul to God, we must understand that as humans, we're what's considered triune beings. We're made up of our heart and mind, body and soul. So yielding one part of ourselves without yielding the other is impossible. If, if, if we try to separate ourselves, we become double-minded and therefore unstable. Check out James 1.8 on more about that. However, the initial surrendering is only the beginning, guys. The surrender of your heart, your body, and soul to God is it's an ongoing process and, and it begins the moment we're born again as a child of God and it continues until he calls us home or Jesus comes again. 
The, the process is one of growth in grace and knowledge. And that comes from studying the word of God and choosing to apl- apply divine standpoint to our life on a daily and you know what? Sometimes moment by moment basis. Our, our eternal soul of man has one of two conditions. The first is eternally separated from God. And if that condition isn't corrected during our lifetime here on earth by accepting Jesus as our Savior, as it states in John 14, 6, then that soul separated from God for eternity with, with no remedy. No other remedies are available. The other condition is that of a born-again soul. That person that person will, will have fellowship and communication with God through the Lord Jesus Christ during this life and then enjoy the presence, his presence for eternity. And so therefore to uh, surrender your heart, your body and soul to God, accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior and Lord. So surrender to God. What does what this phrase really mean? What does surrender to God really mean? Surrendering to God, it's a term you may have heard, but what does it mean exactly? Surrender is not a word often associated with with positive actions, is it? Such as, you know, surrender in the name of the law. It usually means trouble for someone, right? And we know that when one, uh, you know, one side surrenders to another in the case of a war, it's a sign they've given up any hope um, for, you know, for their victory. Surrender all to God doesn't mean giving up everything. If we surrender to God, what are we giving up? Does it mean, as it does for the enemy in war, to give up on victory in our lives? You know, is God holding a gun to our head and forcing us to give him everything we have like a, like a mugger would do? To be sure, there's, uh, you know, there are those who are willing to portray God in that way, especially where self-gain is involved. But when we come to know the true character and the true nature of God, we, we can quickly discover how false that image is. Surrender means to yield ownership, to abandon control over what we consider to be ours, our property, our time, our quote-unquote rights, right? When we surrender to God, we're simply acknowledging that what we quote-unquote own actually belongs to him. He is the giver of all good things. We're responsible to care for what God's given to us as custodians and, and, and stewards of his property. But by fully surrendering to God, we admit that he is ultimately in control of everything, including our present circumstances. So surrendering to God helps us to let go of whatever's been holding us back from God's best for our lives. And by surrendering, uh, surrendering to God, we let go of whatever or whomever has kept us from wanting God's ways first. You know, God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, uh, of Eden and, and gave them everything they needed. All that was good, right? To eat, it was available, and it was realistic for them. All that is except that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then came along the serpent, and the, 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 the uh, Satan, the serpent's first exchange was to question the word of God and have Eve question him when he suggested to Eve, did God really you know, say that you couldn't eat from that tree? You see, only the wise will question the possible result of giving in to temptation. What if Adam and Eve had been wise enough 
to see the deception? What if they recognized the choice that was being put uh, you know, before them, and rather than doubting God's word, they had chosen instead to obey God? What if they realized God was to be obeyed, even if his command didn't seem to make perfect sense to them? But note that God did not say to Adam and Eve, you can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Instead, you know, you can read it in Genesis 2, 16 to 17. It says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may eat freely, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So fully surrendering is a choice. Adam and Eve, they were given a choice to surrender to God when he said, you shall not, as opposed to you cannot. You see the difference? The fruit of this particular tree is not something you're going to find in the, in the produce section of your favorite supermarket. But instead, it represented the alternative that God offered. You hear what I'm telling you now? Should Adam and Eve trust and obey him for a greater reward down the road? Or should they give in to the temporary desires of their hearts? Had they chosen to surrender the longings of their hearts to God, it's possible that we may all be living eternally on a perfect earth right here and right now. Sadly, you know, Adam and Eve did not choose that path. And because of that first act of uh, disobedience, our hearts have become more and more prone to uh, selfishness with each generation. You know, just, just the evidence alone that's that's shown in chapter 4 of Genesis when, when Cain, the very first human born to a woman, murdered his own brother over a preference of uh, what was being given, uh, offered to God on the altar. You know, how, how quickly the, the corruption just occurred. So before we decide to blame every problem throughout history on Adam and Eve, though it's, you know, it's important to consider that we are all given the same choices they were given. It's just that they were the first ones to blow the chance. They blew it. They were just the first ones. So then what's the point of fully surrendering to God? If we've already blown it so badly, what's the point of choosing God's way now? After all, the Bible tells us the world we live in is lost and it's dying. It's withering away. This is where the good news comes in because God loves his creation. He hasn't cast us from paradise forever. He continues to give us a choice. The world around us, it may be suffering the results of sin, but each person, you, I, everyone, we're in contact with still has the opportunity to choose to obey God. And as long as we have breath in our lungs, we have that choice. So looking back at the story of um, you know Adam and Eve, if they fully surrender to God rather than listening and fully surrendering to the serpent and their own desires, again, it's probable and possible our world would not be suffering the consequences as, as we still are today. It's, it's clear then what God desires for us is far better than any temporary gain. But we can only know that victory if we fully surrender our desires or our quote-unquote rights to God. So what is it that you desire today? What right are you clinging on to? Even though deep down inside, you know you'd be better off if you gave it up. Do you think that voice deep down inside could be God giving you the same choice he gave Adam and Eve. God loved you and me so much that he willingly 
took on human flesh in the person of Jesus Christ to choose disobedience and sur- or, uh, obedience rather and surrender for us as our living example. Our living example. He Christ first surrendered his divinity in order to give us a flesh and blood God that we could relate to. It's all in John chapter 3. Then he surrendered his right to be God when the devil tempted him in the desert. That's in Matthew uh, chapter 4. And finally, he surrendered his right to life itself when he took upon his flesh, his perfect, sinless body. All the penalty for every human refusal to yield. Because of him, all you and I need to do today is to place our faith in him and obey the word of God. And so to wrap up with my my final thoughts, and remember to hang on from ex, for some exciting news uh, in a minute. You know, fully surrender to God, not partially. I'm going to repeat that. Fully surrender to God, not partially. Obey his commands for your life, and you can know the life of abundance that he came to offer. Victory through Christ is in our grips if and only if we choose to fully surrender to God. Whatever has a hold on us, whatever has a hold on us, obey him. Even if you don't really want to right now and just discover that genuine and eternal satisfaction that can only come from fully surrendering to God. For some of you, you know exactly what I mean. God has designed our world so that spiritual beliefs are often mirrored in the physical, okay? So if we're willing to see them there, if you are, and if you'll desire God's ways above your own, simply ask him to show you when you're being tempted by your own desires. You know, unlike receiving the gift of salvation, which is ours the moment we ask Christ into our hearts, fully surrendering to God is a choice that we must make with with every breath and fiber of our being, okay? So, you know, now for some some exciting news and just to reveal uh, what's been laid on my heart over the past several weeks and months, here are some uh, changes I'm making with with the guidance and direction and just the wisdom and understanding from God and the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, number one, I'm going to switch gears in my walk and servitude is what I call it to him. And that go, that's going to go to the lost. I've had plenty of nudging and calling by God to recognize and know that it's now time to reach out and focus on the lost. He had called me to uh, reach out and speak to the lukewarm and the and the backslidden, which I, I faithfully have for the past uh, four, you know fourteen or so months, and which I will continue to do on a limited basis. It's still vitally important to His kingdom. But as he commanded in his, in his word that we are to preach the gospel to the lost. It's no coincidence, okay, that as I went online this very morning before recording, I see a quote from Ray Comfort, one of the greatest evangelists of my lifetime anyway. And whether you agree with him or not is irrelevant. It was 100% relevant to me and my life and the direction God is leading me. And he said, and I quote, I am both a coward and a hypocrite if I believe that the world is going to hell but fail to verbally warn them. Wow. And so I've recently disconnected almost entirely from social media. It's one of the most spiritually freeing things I've felt in many, many months. That's because he's helping clear the way 
for my new ministry. While, while it will involve a social media aspect, you know, the ones that need it the most are those with little to no social media interaction and those that are not already seeking the word, for which there are literally billions, yes, billions. There's currently almost 8 billion people in the world right now. How many of them do you think are saved? Okay, number two, I'm going to be creating a new weekly podcast to reach the lost, one in which they don't feel as though a perceived quote-unquote Christian is attempting to quote-unquote preach to them. Rather, meet them where they're at and introduce them to God in a manner that is unlike what they have, you know, may have found or what they may think about how the, the real church is supposed to act or treat them. There's no doubt why and how God used all my trials, my tribulations, and outright schemes of the devil that I was involved in to be used later in life to have become a Paul with the Gentiles, in other words, in reaching the lost as I was one of them. I can relate to them on so many levels and allow God to just connect what they're going through now with what he has to offer them. You know, it's going to be exciting and I need all your prayers and support. This will be a podcast that I'm also going to use to help other like-minded Christians use as another tool in their tool belt to help evangelize and reach the lost. You know, the broken need healing. And this will be another measure of healing and redirecting them to the, the healer, the provider, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior. So you'll be able to share this podcast with them and use in your quiver of, uh, of arrows to shoot against the enemy. And lastly, but certainly not least, I'll be doing a daily podcast daily, short, you know, maybe a five minute daily bread type podcast. This will be for all the saved, the lukewarm, the backslidden, the lost, those hungry for the word. The Bible has endless love and wisdom inside of it. I'm in it every day, but many are not. So it's it's time to use what God's given me and us, his word, and share it daily in these bite-sized nuggets to those that he'll place in front of. Again, I ask for your prayers as I commit this to the Lord and place in his hand. So more to come on all three, and they'll all be starting inside the month of April. So very little delay before they begin and are out and in the ears of the listeners that God sends. So with free time, I won't be sitting on the couch. I'll be led to go and help the lost, the hurting, the poor, and the needy as long as God gives me good health. And while age is not a limiting factor, I want to help those that Jesus helped and then asked us to help on earth as it is in heaven. Right, guys? So before today, uh, we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you were touched by today's message in scripture. If you'd like to reach out to me, please call me directly at 407-493-3208. And you can email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or check out the show at shaken-awake.com. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, uh, Shaken Awake, please do right now because more information is going to be provided in the next podcast uh, episode regarding the others that you will not want to miss. Again, Shaken Awake will now go to once, maybe twice a month. So if you've, you're subscribed, you'll be notified the moment they are complete and, and are live and ready to listen to. So until next time, take great care of yourself and each other and God bless you all. 